This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger True Crime Podcast. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. We're now in November. Yay! Not when we're recording this, but... <laughs> but we are in November. We Yeah, we'll be in November by the time this gets released. And I have a case for you today that is... Not so much a mystery in like what happened, but it's one of those that um, I don't know that I'll even be able to figure out like why it happened, but that's what I'm here to do today to tell you about the case so that we have all the details that we have available so you can make a decision on it. This is the case of Chandler Halderson. I wanted to say Chandler Bing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he is from, where else? Wisconsin. I thought you were going to say Florida. (laughs) Wisconsin. Great. Perfect. Wisconsin is just one of those places that it's just like Florida that I'm like, of course this is Wisconsin. Yeah. Because it is just a wild story. So Chandler Holderson, when this took place, it just took place last year in 2021. He was 23 years old. He is one of two kids. His older but his older brother Mitchell is only 18 months older than him. And at this point, his older brother was out of the house and he was engaged to get married with his what I'm assuming his beautiful bride to be. I have no idea. She's not part of the story. Um, <laughs> we don't care. Um, and Chandler had a girlfriend for a couple of years now. Um, I, we only know her, the name that she prefers to go by, which is Kat. So super okay. cute girl. And they had been dating for about three years at this point. So long relationship, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're early twenties. Exactly. Yeah. So Chandler lives at home with his parents. His parents are Bart. And Krista Harolden. I feel like I'm going to get the last name wrong because I it's not a very common last name, uh, but but it's Harolden. And nope, Halderson. Halderson. <laughs> Damn it. Halderson. <laughs> so uh, Bart is 53 years old at this time when this took place, and Krista is 50, 50 years old. So not old by any means Mm-mm. um they're young young parents they had the kids when they were in their 20s the they only had the two boys and at this point bart had a job in technology and krista had been retired but once the older boy moved out and everything and you know i think a lot of retirees do this they'll find another like part-time job to fill their time up with and whatnot so the older son mitchell Successful by any, you know, the, any which way you see it. He has a relationship with a, with a girl. He's going to get married. He has a house of his own. He's moved out of the house. And Chandler, he's, from the way it seems, from the way that he's painting it at this point, he's doing things where he's trying to be successful as well. He has a steady relationship mm-hmm. and he is going to school. He is currently working for American Family Insurance. Sorry, and I and I giggle because I cannot not think of the jingle when I say American totally. Family Insurance. And so he's working for them, and he's at this point. Um, 
in early 2021, he says he has a fall uh, down some stairs and he hurts his neck. Okay, so there is pictures of him in a neck brace, Mm -hmm. and he's had some other issues because of that injury where it's hard for him to walk, his neck is hurting, his back is hurting. And And where did he fall? In his house. In his house. In his house down some stairs. Mitchell, at this point, is also hospitalized and newly diagnosed with diabetes. So there's a couple things going on with the family. Yeah. And at the same time, even though Chandler is holding down a job, this is where it gets tricky because he says he is working part-time for the sheriff's department as part of a scuba diving team that is going to try and either find, I don't know if you've seen those videos where scuba divers will go find cars that have been sunk into rivers or people or evidence, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And... He, um, at some point in early 2021, he also announces to his family that he has been offered a position to work in the SpaceX program in Florida. So, cats, right, like, dream job, right? If you're into that kind of thing, if you're into engineering or you are, like, geeking over this type of job right well, and then part of my surprise comes from like okay he's working for an insurance company and then he's scuba diving for a sheriff's department and now he's gonna go he's he's very ambitious from what it seems that's great and he's also attending school mm-hmm. okay so he says he's he's attending madison uh university so it happened in, in around madison wisconsin everything seems great right now for everyone in the family. Yeah. Right? So Kat is preparing, you know, to uproot her life. She is going to be moving with him to Florida. Kat's family is so excited for him to have gotten this opportunity to go work for SpaceX that they even take him out for a celebratory dinner. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they have a good time doing that in anticipation that this is happening in their life. Fast forward to... July of 2021. Okay. And to the very beginning, July 1st, 2021. Um, they, the parents, Bart and Krista, have a lake house that is three hours north from where they live. It was a house that was left to Krista by her father um, at White Lake. The house was built by her dad, Mm -hmm. so Chandler's grandfather, and was left to her when he passed away. The house, beautiful gift. Oh my God! Can you imagine? I'm already like envious and imagining what this house is like. So it's a it's a very it's not you know it's not extravagant by any. it's it's not a huge lake house, but it's a lake house. But to have one. It, to have one. Yeah. So I say that because sometimes Bart and Krista go up there to do some repairs. Okay. From time to time, beyond just going out there for a weekend getaway or for a birthday, etc. Sometimes they go up there just for the reason that they, they need to do some repairs on it. And I'm assuming that's probably a seasonal thing. Like mm-hmm. they're going to go do some stuff. Yeah, intense winters and go up there in the summertime. Exactly. And maintain, yeah. So on the weekend of 4th of July, 4th of July fell on a Sunday that year. On the 2nd of July, Krista didn't show up to work, which is like red flag. Right. So two days so before the fourth. Two of days July. before. Okay. Her coworker called 
the police department said, hey, this is weird. Where, where, we don't know where she is. She never, she never misses work. She didn't mm-hmm. call in, etc." And so come the 6th of July, so two days after, no one's heard from Bart and Cresta. So now people are starting to wonder, where are they? In particular, one of Krista's best friends, Jane, who's been like a lifelong friend for her, um, calls Chandler and says, hey, do you you know where your mom and dad are? I usually text with your mom every single day. She's not responding to my text. You know Mm -hmm. where she's at. He says, oh, they went up to the cabin. They went up to the lake house. And so she's like, okay, that's weird. Because that, I mean, she still usually texts me and tell me that they're there. Or and respond she would to still me. Still call work and say, yeah. There would sounds sounds like with her work history, there would be some sort of an explanation yes. if that's where she was going. And then Jane takes it one step further because she's really concerned about her friend, and so she calls Mitchell, the older son, mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, I just got off the phone with Chandler." He says your parents are up at the lake house, but I can't get a hold of them. Have you talked to your mom at all? And this totally caught Mitchell by surprise because his mom and a lot of the, the sources that I gathered, they can they keep calling Bart and Krista helicopter parents, but I don't think they're using that correctly because from what it seems, Krista did text her boys a lot, but they're her boys. Yeah. And a helicopter parent, to me, at least for people my age, it's like people that are standing in the room, like looking over your aim, like your AOL. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like watching and monitoring your every move. Exactly. Like monitoring you and like hovering over you, quite literally like a helicopter. Uh So I, they keep calling her, they keep calling them helicopter parents, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's the right term. I think it's just a mom who... Likes to text her boys, likes to talk to her kids, and likes to talk to her friends, and she uses her phone as a way to do that. Like, it's not hovering over her Sounds kids. completely normal. Your mom exactly. wants to talk to you. Call your mom. This is your reminder. Exactly. So, <laughs> so he is completely caught off guard. He goes, you know, even... She wouldn't have, like, called me to tell me they're there, but she would have called and I would have talked to her by now and I would have known they were at the lake house. Sure. So he says, no, I mean, I didn't know they were going to the lake house. So now Jane is like, okay, now Jane is willing to go up to the lake house and say and see what the hell's going on. Even if it's a three-hour drive, she's that concerned. Sure. And she's like, my husband and I, are, we're thinking of making this drive to go see what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. So both her and Mitchell actually meet up at the lake house to see what's happening. And from the lake house, Jane calls Chandler again to say, hey, there is no sign of them here. Mm -hmm. There's no sign that they've been here. You know, there's no unpacked groceries or clothes or Mm -hmm. anything. And the first words out of Chandler's mouth are, well, is there any casings? Or is there any blood in the house? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Caught you off guard, right? I was thinking about groceries. Right. I wasn't going straight to bullet casings exactly. and blood splatter. So she found that really weird. Yeah. And then, you know, Mitchell's like, yeah, their parents haven't been here. 
what's going on? So at that point, Mitchell calls Candler and he's like, hey, why don't you, um, so this is the seventh now. Okay. He calls Chandler and he's like, hey, why don't, do you know where they're at? What's going on? And then Chandler call uh, goes over to the police station and makes a missing persons report for both of his parents. Okay. At this point, no one's heard from them. They're completely gone. And you're well within the time frame yes. to file a missing persons report. Yes. It's been more than 48 hours. Yeah. They're, they're adults, so you have to wait a little bit. But at this point, they're full-blown missing persons. And he also does something that is kind of smart, but we're going to come back to it. But at that point, what um, Chandler does is he goes to a neighbor houses and he asks if they have any ring cameras, if they mm-hmm. have any surveillance cameras that would have captured anyone coming and going out of their house. Because Chandler's story at this point when he goes and does the missing persons report, is that on the morning of July 2nd, his parents left for the lake house with a friend that came and picked them up. So both of their vehicles were at home the entire time. Okay. And so they asked him, do you know what friends this could have been? Exactly. He says no. Everyone that knows them, like, they know each other. Mm Mm-hmm. So they kind of rule each other out, like, hey, if it wasn't me, and if it wasn't you, and if it wasn't, you know, this couple. There's only so many people you would go to your family lake house with. With their car, too. With their car, yeah. So not even like, oh, we're going to meet up there, and that's a different situation, but we're going to ride a three-hour drive with a whole separate couple. Right. You either have to know them really well, or there is no couple. (laughs) That's the, those are your There's options. Two choices there. Those are your choices. <laughs> so he says that's the story that his parents on the night of July 1st started packing and they announced to him that they were going to go to the lake house to do some repairs and do some upkeep on the house. And they didn't know whether or not they were going to be staying throughout the whole weekend because it was 4th of July weekend. And he said he got a text from his mother on 4th of July, which was a Sunday, and said that they were going to stay and watch the 4th of July parade at White Lake, the city where the lake is. Right. There was no 4th of July parade on the 4th at White Lake. It actually happened the 3rd because it fell on a Sunday. Gotcha. So that was one text that he got, and he said that he received it as an an iMessage instead oh, okay. of a the regular iPhone Mm -hmm. text. Uh, And he said it was because he thought his mom was probably in rooming. Yeah, I was going to say, usually something like that happens with, like, your your service or whatever. So, at this point, stuff's getting a little weird. Mm -hmm. So, actually, for the 4th of July, Chandler and Kat went over to Kat's mom's farm. She has a 45-acre farm where she (laughs) – I'm trying to explain this because I want to make sense. I want to make it make sense. So Kat's mom has a female partner. Okay. Okay. Um, No one referred to her as, like, girlfriend or anything. They just used partner. So I'm going to be respectful of that and just call her partner. Mm -hmm. So her mom – 
and her mom's partner owned a farm, 45 acres, ginormous amount of land. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that lot of land. So much land. And they have, you know, a couple sheds out and some pieces of the property. They have a pool out in the property. So on the 4th of July, um, at this point, the parents have not been reported missing. No one knows that they're technically missing except for the co-worker that called in on mm-hmm. the on that Friday. But Chandler and Kat went over to her mom's house and they, they had a regular 4th of July. They hung out. They were in the pool. And... Chandler knew to some extent, or or sorry, Chandler, because the family knew to some extent that he had this injury, he really enjoyed the pool. He said it was helping him like feel better. So although it was a little odd, he asked Kat's mom's partner, whose name is Cress, so I'll call her Cress. Okay. Um, I think her name is Cressley, but she goes by Cress. That's a cute name. Yeah. I like that. And she asked, uh, he asked her, sorry, he asked her to get her number and asked if he couldn't come back the next day to go use the pool again. Okay. Which is like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. She now says it was a little weird, but I knew this kid was hurting from his injury and we have the pool and I mean, go for it. But why would you need her number if your girlfriend's mom is? Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Okay. That's so, weird. yep, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up the next day, not unannounced, but he didn't confirm that it, like, the time was okay to come through. Sure. And so he shows up and they're like, yeah, well, there's the pool. And so he gets in his car and he has to drive a little bit out to the pool. And about an hour goes by. Both the moms are like, oh, you know, we're giving him some time to just relax. Mm -hmm. But an hour goes by. They want to go check in on him. They, I love this part. They jump on their riding lawnmower. Cute. (laughs) Together. Yes. So cute. And they want to go check on him. Check on him. The pool cover's still on the pool. His car is not there. So they're like, where is he? Did he go find another pool? Right. And off in the distance, there is a line of trees on on some of their property. They see his vehicle. And they're like, well, that's that's weird. What are you doing out there? So they... You missed the turn to the pool. (laughs) You clearly missed it. (laughs) So they jump into the pool because they're enjoying their pool. Mm -hmm. He comes back. He's very clearly just walking through shrubbery and was cut from, like, his knees down from walking through shrubs and, like, bushes and whatnot. And he had some dirt on him. He jumps into the pool with them. And both of the women and Cress says that he was very obviously, like, washing himself while he was in the pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I know I'm a little all over the place on this case. No, I'm following. So. You're good. He calls him in July 7th. And by July 8th, because at this point, Kat is aware that there's a missing person report on Bart and Krista. They call him into the interrogation room. The police pick him up and, and take him in and start trying to talk to him. At this point, little did he know that Krista had called her moms 
and we're like, we don't know where Bart and Krista are. What's going on? And they're like, well, that's weird because remember he came over on the 5th. Mm-hmm. And he was acting really weird, and he went out to the edge of the property. So Kat called her mom yeah. and says this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the moms are like, well, yeah, he, he went out to the property, to the trees, and we don't know what he was doing, but he came back and he was all kinds of dirty. So the moms, like, called the police and were like, can you come check this out? Yeah. And the detectives, at this point, it's just a missing person's case. They hadn't really linked the tooth together of him mm-hmm. being weird at the property, as soon as he pulled up, they saw some vultures circling in the tree line. Okay. So the detectives went out there and they found a torso. Oh. Yeah. Just a torso. Just a torso. The head, the arms, and the legs were all crudely dismembered from the torso. Just the torso was there. They called in the medical examiner to do it all properly. It was not hidden by any means. It was just a couple pieces into the shrubbery. Right. You could see where, like, the car went in and out because of the tire tracks. Right. And it was two days after, so it was very fresh. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the Emmy, like, turned the torso over, you could see that there was a gunshot wound to the back okay obviously now they have and it's a male torso they only have this one piece of body to go off of and now this is what they are trying to confront him with in the interrogation to tell him like hey we know that's not really a missing persons at this point right they of course let him have full free reign at the beginning of the interrogation as far as like Tell me about your parents. Tell me what's going on. There is, at one point, there is a cut on his foot. He has some bandage over it, and they're asking him, like, what happened? And this is why this story, like, stuck out to me. I mean, other reasons, too. But he's saying that um, on one of the nights that his parents were away, he was playing ball with one of his dogs named Rizzo. (laughs) Oh, I know. I have a Rizzo. The fact that he tried to blame this on Rizzo pisses me off. <laughs> and and uh, it kind of goes with Jess. I know. It just goes with Rizzo. It just goes with Rizzo's. My dog's name is Rizzo, P.S. <laughs> so he said he was playing catch with her in the house. And, you know, he's not very mobile because of his injury. And he threw the ball and they, the dog kind of crashed into the fireplace windows that were blocking the fireplace. Right. So he said the glass shattered, and while he was cleaning it up and making sure the dog wasn't cut, he cut himself. So, yeah, you might find some blood in the house because I cut my toe. Yeah. You don't bleed that much from your toe. No, you don't. Sir. Yeah. So at that point, they bring in Kat as well, saying, okay, we have this torso now. What do you know? Where have you seen him? She sees him almost every day. It's her boyfriend. And I mean, his parents were away as far as she's concerned. So she was coming over and uh, she did spend two nights there. She did spend the night of the third and the night of the fifth there. Okay. And the night of the third, she said that because of his injuries, um, he didn't want to go up the stairs to go to bed, so the fireplace was going, and he had put both of the couches together, 
so that they could sleep on the couches together, like Mm -hmm. a makeshift bed. Mm -hmm. And that the next day he asked her to bring over like some, some cleaning supplies, like a Swiffer jet and to bring over some ice, which was odd, but she brought him over some ice. Mm -hmm. She had some stuff to go do. So she wasn't there throughout the entire day. Um, but she did say that it smelled weird in the house. Oh, God. Yeah. And so... Just like, do you need me to go get another Swiffer? Yeah. Do you need two? How many do you need? Yeah. How many filler packs do you need? <laughs> so she didn't know that she was, in a way, helping him try to cover up a murder. No. And she said that she found it odd, too, that on the 6th, uh, when he said he was at home cleaning, he had sent her a Snapchat message. And if you're not familiar with Snapchat, if you want to, there's an option where you can share your location with someone. Okay. So it puts them on a little map where your little avatar where you're actually at. Uh-huh. And she just said she happened to click on that and he was in a remote area that was not his house. So she thought it was so weird. She even screenshotted it and like mm-hmm. really didn't think much Ooh, of it. Her. I know. Yeah. This came up in court too. Yeah. Because that's how they found the remaining parts. God. That's where they found legs to his mom. Because up until this point, his mom was still a missing person because there were no parts. They only had male parts. Exactly. Yeah. And so the fireplace, it was never really broken by Rizzo. Fucker. Yeah. Um, it come, come to find out, they found some neighbor's house that was across the, the way from his house that had a wide-angle camera. And through the nights of the 2nd through the 6th, you can see that there was a nonstop fire in the fireplace. And they determined this because the video footage, you can see the light is flickering. Uh-huh. So that's how they determined that it was a fireplace that was, like, nonstop going. Sure. One of his neighbors, who happens to be a retired detective from the same county, this this is weird. And if you're a meat eater, I am very sorry. I am a meat eater as well. And I don't know. Uh, just brace yourselves. I'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, Said that it smelled like someone was barbecuing pork because that's what it smells like when you're cooking people. Oh, my God. Because of the amount of fat. Sorry. Lovely. (laughs) We're we're also going to go eat dinner after this, Uh, so this is perfect timing. (laughs) But he said he, he smelled like it was barbecuing, like, endlessly. Which is odd, because, like, who barbecues at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, dude, you having a four-day luau? Like, and- <laughs> how much pork are you fucking cooking? And the detectives also said that um, as soon as they walked into the house, who, they didn't even have to get a warrant. Mitchell allowed them mm-hmm. to, he didn't have his key anymore, but he said, you have my permission to break down the fucking door. And that's exactly what they had to do. So they walked in, and another detective a whole different one the one that was actually on this case said that as soon as they walked in it smelled like something fatty had been cooking for hours which is just disgusting yeah so 
next to the fireplace, there is one of the window panels that is broken that he's saying was the dog, and that's how he got hurt. There's also a measuring tape laying by the fireplace, and there's also a, oh, sorry, a fan, like a small plug-in fan that's laying by the fireplace. And in the video from the neighbor's surveillance, you can see when there's a very distinct moment where there's a flash Okay. Coming from like the fireplace uh-huh. direction, which the detectives are saying that is when the window pane broke in the fireplace. Oh, and then like because of like, the heat. Sure. And that's because there was that fan that was fueling the fire by adding more air to mm-hmm. it to try and burn it faster and yeah. hotter. Right. So because of that that's why the window broke and nothing to do with the dog. And But that is why he got hurt because he probably did step on the glass trying to clean that up. Mm-hmm. When the detectives actually got to the house, there was like brand new logs laid in the fireplace as if nothing had been recently burned. So he thought that he had cleaned it up so well. And the detectives knew better and they went and found this, um, the ash catcher uh-huh. that is somewhere behind the wall. They had to take down some panels and whatnot. There were over 200 bone fragments found in that ash catcher. Dang. So he dismembered his parents and there were over, I believe, 150 pieces that were skull alone because the skull, I guess, is the hardest part to burn. Yeah. So they inequivocally found that he was guilty mm-hmm. for murdering, dismembering his parents. Mm-hmm. They um, they also went down into the basement and they saw two deep freezers that normally would have had food in them and everyone that knew them attested like, oh yeah, we keep, you know, extra ice cream in there and, you know, extra meat in there. Sure. Like you do in a normal freezer. Yeah. It was completely empty and cleaned out when the detectives came to the house to to search the house. And so he thought it was super clean. They took out the drain hole, the plug for uh-huh. the deep freezer, uh-huh. and there was DNA evidence and blood residue in there from what was obviously human DNA. Yeah. That was kept in the deep freezer. Oh, my goodness. So... All that to say, why? Why the fuck did you kill your parents? Yes, that's what I'm sitting here wondering. as far as I'm concerned, you're a 23-year-old who is living at home rent-free. From everyone's accounts, his mom still did his fucking laundry. Sure. And took care of him, cooked meals every night. He didn't have to do anything. Um, He was working from home, supposedly, from American Family Insurance. So here's the big... Here's the big bit of information as to, like, why. Why did this happen? This motherfucker (laughs) never had a job. He was never showing up daily to work. He was actually playing games online all day. He was making friends online. They found a a rifle in his house, which they believe is what killed his dad. Mm -hmm. There was no actual cause of death for his mom that we know of because... There wasn't any parts found with bullet wounds or anything. Sure. But the rifle, who wasn't registered to anyone, 
it was sent to him by a friend that he had made online, which is just weird. Yeah. Do not send friends guns. No. No. That's a big no-no. You're an idiot if you do. Mm-hmm. And so he never had a job. Oh, my goodness. He said he was enrolled in school, and he was said he was doing well. He was not enrolled in school. Therefore, he was not doing well. And his girlfriend didn't know any of this. His girlfriend did not know any Dang. of this. His parents, and this is why, this may be why they're calling them helicopter parents in some cases, because his dad was all up in his business about school. And I get that. Yeah, you're 23. His dad was asking him about transcripts because he was going to go finish school in Florida while he did the SpaceX thing. And he was Mm -hmm. asking him about how his grades were, how everything was going, you know, tuition. And I don't know how the parents didn't catch this. And we don't know if they did. And maybe that's what led up to this. But Chandler made a Gmail account, several Gmail accounts. That he used to email his parents as if he was from the school. Oh my god. So he would email himself and then forward it to his parents. Uh-huh. But you can clearly see that it was from gmail.com. Uh-huh. And not like matc.edu. Sure. Etc. Right. At one point, Chandler bought a burner phone told his dad what number to call to try and call admissions to get these transcripts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it was actually Chandler that picked up the phone and pretended to be someone from the school not too long before that. The week before the 4th of July, his dad called admissions and talked to someone named Omar. Mm -hmm. And the call was recorded on the school side. Where he was asking for a woman named Alyssa, who was supposedly the person he was signing off off in the emails. And the guy was very confused. He's like, we don't have anyone here by that name, sir. Oh, my God. And so Bart, at that point, was like, okay, thank you. That's what I needed to know from this call. Thank you. Exactly. And Bart was very organized. And he had a calendar where... a a digital calendar where he put all his appointments in and whatnot. Mm -hmm. On July 1st, there was an appointment where he had put himself and Chandler into the appointment to go to the school together to figure this shit out. (laughs) But that is the same day that no one else heard from them again. Yeah. It goes without saying SpaceX was never a thing for him. Yeah, he, I mean, obviously. (laughs) Never a scuba diver. He's a pathological liar. And as I was listening and reading for this case, I was telling Kara, I was like, this is so, so reminiscent of Jennifer Pam from Canada, where she was lying to her parents and saying, I'm going to school. I'm doing great. Sure. I need money for books and I need money for whatever. Right. But it was those lies that finally started crumbling and Mm -hmm. that she felt this immense amount of pressure that she, you know, put a hit on her parents. Right. But I think that's why he did it. I mean, that seems to be like the only logical... Yeah. Explanation for this. Explanation for it. Why else would you kill your parents if... Everything else seems to be going fine. You you live with them rent-free 
there providing everything for you in the world. And you I mean you're only 23. Don't you're you're going to be fine. Well, and also like Oh, boo fucking who. <laughs> like you can't live with the fact of your parents just finding out this. Yeah. I mean, it's a monstrous lie. Yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. If you had put as much effort into this lie as you had into finding a job or even trying to go to school, Seriously. I mean, you might be going to the space program. Mm-hmm. But, like, your, yeah. your pride can't live with your parents catching right. you in a lie, and that thought is so inconceivable that the only solution that you have to the problem is to kill, kill both of them. And then not only, like, kill them... But, like, dismember your parents. Yeah, that's... Dismember them. So, in total, including Kat's parents' uh, farmhouse, their body parts were spread out through five different locations in Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah. So, he really... I think when he realized that shit wasn't burning fast enough, Mm -hmm. that he wasn't able to, you know, get away with it or move or, you know... Move it along right. in the house um, because if he killed them the second, um, by the fifth, he realized this wasn't moving fast enough. That's when he went and dubbed the whole torso at the at the farmhouse. So to go above that, like just not just killing them. And I know it's weird to say just killing them, but it's not just like, oh, you accidentally shot them or you shot them. It's like to... Take the time to dismember them. And all the tools that he used to dismember them were found in the farmhouse as well. There was an oil tanker who that sat usually empty mm-hmm. that was, give or take, right by the area where the torso was found. And one of the detectives just took a look in there, and there it was. There was, like, a saw. There was some clippers. And there was always also a garbage can that was in the property by the pool. So the the trash can that they kept by the pool mm-hmm. had like a tarp that was bloody and all this crap. I'm like, dude. And he just left all that there? He Well, he thought he was throwing it away and that no one would ever question him or look into those trash cans or into the oil tanker. So, the, I mean, <laughs> I know. But you told people that your parents went to the lake house. Yeah. So you kind of directed people. And then your first question to your brother when he goes there is, well, are there any casings? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, ah, not, not saying how, oh, how can I make the situation better? But, I mean, if you're going to kill him, like, um, at least go there and make him look like a robbery. I might take that out. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just stupid. But yeah, this, it all, it all comes down to his pride. It all comes down to that because he was getting caught in this lie and he couldn't deal with what could come after that. And I mean, what could be the worst? You get yelled at. That's it. Your dad's going to be really upset. Your mom's going to be really upset. You, you lied. I get it. It makes me think of... (laughs) This girl that I saw on Dr. Phil oh, that gosh, was this super, super, super spoiled brat. 
and like did not want to get a job. And she's like, she's like 17, maybe she's a little bit older than that, 17, 18 years old. And her mom is telling her she needs to get a job. And Dr. Phil's telling her that she needs to get a job. And she is like, Adamant. I she, think I've seen that. She is sobbing. She is having a meltdown. You would think that someone just told her that she needed to kill her puppy. Yeah. Like the idea of having a job is so <laughs> horrific to her. She is just like losing her shit. Yeah. And that's what this kid sounds like. Right. He does he just and doesn't want to do even, anything with his life. And it's not even like he's spoiled beyond belief and they live, you know, in enormous amount of wealth like no, no they're he's just lazy just, he just doesn't want to do anything right. and I, I i just i don't understand we still don't know what he didn't once he knew he was caught by the interrogation or at the interrogation he asked for a lawyer he clammed uh-huh. up yeah so he never in his own words said why the deliberation for the jury on this case, I, it was less than three hours, but a little bit more than two. I think some of that was just jury instructions, but they came back with guilty on all accounts. The defense team was really only there to try and get him a life sentence or life with the possibility of parole because there was really no going back from this. Right. So they weren't even successful in that because they ultimately, what he ended up getting, well, he had several charges on him. So he received three years for the two counts of false information and kidnapping. Mm -hmm. He received seven years and six months for the two counts of mutilating a corpse and seven years and six months for the two counts of hiding a corpse. And do are those combined charges together for each of those, or is it seven years and six months, like, per... So, they're all separate, but to be served at the same time. Okay. He received a life without the possibility of parole on the two first-degree murder charges. Mm-hmm. So, there is... He's not going to see outside prison yeah. walls and ever in his life again. But it's just weird that... Um, the day after the sentencing, he did something which is really odd. He signed away his right to be at the sentencing. So oh. he chose to be absent for the sentencing of his, um, for his trial, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. It doesn't say here or there, whatever, but it's just odd that he signed an affidavit saying, I'm choosing to be absent from that. And then the day after, he filed for an appeal. And he was asking in general, like in his letter, he says, any attorney that or lawyer that's willing to take this case on for me or with me, um, I don't know if he's pleading not innocent or he just wants a shorter sentence. Like a no contest sort of thing. Maybe. But he said that his lack of emotions was because he was told to act that way throughout the trial. And I don't know if I believe that because once you see the interrogation video, he is very flat the entire time. Mm-hmm. If my parents are missing and You're I can't out. find them, I'm freaking out. I'm also knocking on every door. Right, exactly. Um. But yeah, so that's the case of... Uh, 
the Holderson family out Dang. of Wisconsin. Yeah. Dismembered his parents all because his lies were crumbling down on him. Oh, my God. And it's just, it's not, it's not a good enough no. reason why. No. Like, I. It's not. Absolutely not. Like I said, what is the worst that could happen? Maybe you even get kicked out. Maybe you get kicked out. Sure. Maybe you get yelled at. Can't take some yelling? You lied. I just sit there and take it. Exactly. And you have a girlfriend. Right. So he and poor her in his head. Yes, yeah, poor her. She thought she was. She had this smart boyfriend who had a very nice life lined up for him. Yeah, for them, they were going to move to Florida. She's like, "You're my golden ticket." And as far as the injury to the neck goes, so here's the thing about that, which is really interesting, but not surprising. No one saw him fall. His parents had heard a thud. So he did go to the hospital. And I think the doctors to, you know, they were being cautious that there was a possible concussion. Mm -hmm. They put him in a neck brace because they're saying, you know, his neck hurts. There's no clear way to diagnose a, a concussion. There's, you know, like 30 symptoms that you could have. Right. But he told different people different things. He told some people that it was like a spinal injury. He told some people that he had a concussion. He told other people, he told different people different things. So his reasoning for delaying SpaceX was because his doctors hadn't cleared him to fly due to the concussion. (laughs) And mind you, the day... After so on the on the on July third, there's CCTV from a local shop where they uh, filmed him buying the tarps, the gray tarps that they eventually found on the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. No neck brace, walking completely fine. Yeah. His gait was completely normal, and so this guy is just you. I don't know where I've heard this. I don't know if it was my dad or someone. But once you tell a lie, the only way to cover up a lie is with another lie. Yeah. And then that just just spirals. Snowballs. Yeah. And that's obviously what happened to him that Mm -hmm. he just kept rolling down the hill and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And he thought he he had lost control of it at this point because his dad was on to him about school Mm -hmm. not being up to date and not being real. To be fair, he had attended Madison University or college that was there, but that was years before. Mm-hmm. One semester, he actually still owed them $2,000 because he flunked out of all the classes. Yeah. So, those pathological liars. not getting you no, into the space <laughs> No, sir. You might be able to sweep at SpaceX. Maybe. Maybe, but... Not anymore. But you're not going to be so. good while hunting. <laughs> no. You're not that janitor. No, no, no. No. All right. Well, that's the case of um, the Holerson family. Oh, that's like just enraging. Mm-hmm. There's no why. There, there's no good why. There's, there's, n- there's never a real good why. No, 
but there's not any good why. And then, I don't know, it's just actually disturbing the way that he decided to yes. dispose of his parents. Like, yeah. dismemberment is... Personal. And gruesome. And time-consuming. And... I mean, every... And you're not just doing it to one body. No. You did it to two bodies. Yeah. And you had to get through two necks, four arms, four, four legs. legs. Yeah. And That's it might have been and it might have been more cuts because there was a measuring tape and Probably the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fireplace is only so wide mm-hmm. that I mean it could have been legs, but then again at the knees. So <sighs> Just yeah. so much. Yeah. Oh my god. Hope you're not listening to this near dinner, cause because we are. Because we are. And <laughs> I think dinner's We're not ready. having pork tonight, We're though. N- no. No. We would never have pork. I most so. certainly am not. <laughs> Got a nice mahi fillet laid yes. out for myself. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the case. Um, if you're new here, welcome. And if you haven't already, please follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.